Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, everyone. It is July 20th, 2016, and you are listening to Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Phil Rossmanreich. I'm the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we've officially hit the doldrums. You know, we're, we're keeping an eye on what Aaron Gordon's doing uh, at the Olympic team, but I want to make sure that uh, we're going to keep pumping out shows daily. We've obviously still got a lot to talk about the Magic. We're very, very busy this offseason, and we still have a lot of questions going on about the team. But I want to make sure I, I, I send some reminders your way. Uh, got some great content planned for you throughout the day and throughout the rest of the week, uh, as well as keeping track of, of, ver- of news that's going on, keep you up to date on everything that's going on with the Orlando Magic. That Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review there. We, we would definitely appreciate that. I've um, been getting some great response to the podcast, and I... Certainly appreciate that as much as anyone else. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Locked On Magic. You can find us on Audio Boom, and yes, you can now find us on Stitcher. Uh, so uh, that got squared away. I think I think everything's all set up there, uh, so you can find us there. So pretty much anywhere you want to listen to or to the Locked On Magic podcast, you can find it there. On today's show, uh, I'll be breaking down uh, a. Big question that, that's been roiling the Magic fan base and, and really in the whole scheme of things, uh, just, just a big question in general about this roster, and that is where does Nikola Vucevic fit? And we had a, a, we had a column go up today on OrlandoMagic.com. You can read it there uh, by our very own Carson Engel arguing that Nikola Vucevic still fits this roster, and so I'll break down that argument a little bit on today's show. I'll also talk about the Magic's rookie. I haven't had a chance to really talk about him and break him down. I finally wrote my, my draft profile on him uh, after Summer League, and so I'll break down uh, Steven Zimmerman's prospects as well. But first, we do have to start off with a bit of news, some, some news that you know can get overblown, I feel, a little bit, but it's still scary and it's still a little uncertain, and that is the news that came out yesterday that Jody Meeks underwent surgery to... Uh, to reinforce the structure of his uh, fifth metatarsal in his right foot. Um, the, uh, the Magic acquired Meeks uh, shortly after the draft uh, for a future second-round pick. It was really a nothing deal. The Magic just kind of absorbed him into their empty cap space. Uh, and, you know, it was a deal that a lot of people were a little confused by because, you know, it was just kind of a transactional deal. It, to me, it's a low-risk deal. If he doesn't work out, you let him walk next summer and you free up the cap space again. If he does work out, he's a, he's a very capable and valuable three-point shooter and can help this team immediately. Uh, of course, last year he did miss all but three games of the season with a fracture in his fifth right metatarsal of his right foot. Of his right foot. And so this surgery is indeed uh, on that injured foot and is kind of there to further stabilize, I mean, they underwent the surgery to further stabilize the injury. Now, that, that may not mean that um, 
there was a problem or there could have been a problem. It, it just may have been something maintenance that was always planned and the magic knew about it. Um, that, that, that's not particularly clear. But anytime someone goes under the knife, there's a risk that, that they're going to be out for a little while. For a little while. Um, when Meeks came to Orlando, uh, when he arrived in Orlando and met with the media early during Summer League, uh, he said, you know, I've been practicing, I've been playing, I'm, I'm ready to go, I should be fine for training camp. The Orlando Magic released video of him getting shots up in the Amway Center gym after, after a Summer League game. So, he seemed perfectly healthy, there's no reason to think that uh, this is anything to go crazy over. But, he did go under the knife, and he is going to be out indefinitely. Uh, the timetable for return is dependent on how he responds to rehabilitation, and that's always the risk of surgery. For, you know, a, a lot of people like to grade deals and say, well, the Magic just wasted a draft pick, or, you know, the Magic just, just made a bad deal, and uh, everyone's always looking for a winner and a loser, and, and I'm often, you know, like, you know, when I look at, say, the Victor Oladipo trade, I, I saw that as a win for both teams, maybe less so now with some of the other moves that have been made, but at the time I thought it was a good move for both teams. Uh you know, like I, I had a big discussion about the Dwight Howard trade the other day. I, I think that's a trade that all four teams lost. No one won that deal. Um, just look at where all four of those teams are right now. But this Jody Meeks deal was, was very low risk. I, I don't think the Magic were going to rely heavily on Jody Meeks for minutes in production. The bottom line is he's he's a backup shooting guard, backup small forward. Um, and now that C.J. Wilcox is in the mix, he's got competition. Um, Mario Hazonia was going to take a lot of those minutes anyway. Meeks wasn't necessarily expected to make a huge impact. So giving up just a second-round pick and eating $6.5 million of cap space isn't killing anybody. But, you know, the Magic also said they wanted to bring in veteran leadership and bring in veteran presence, and, and Meeks certainly is that. He's been around the league for a long time. He's had success in this league, and, and he's a good shooter, and that's something the Magic really, really need. So... Missing him for whatever time they may miss him uh, is pretty critical. Having said all that, I do think he's going to be fine for training camp. There's no reason to believe Meeks will not be there the start of training camp. Will he miss some August workouts, perhaps? Will he miss scrimmages in September when, when players start to trickle back into town? That could be possible, and that, that, may, hurt the te- that may hurt the team a little bit. But I think when it comes, I'm not particularly worried about this surgery. I'm not particularly worried about this injury at all. I think Meeks will be fine to go. And I think uh, it's not something Magic fans should worry too much about. He went underwent a surgical procedure to further stabilize an injury that had already happened. So it, was, it, was, it seems like it's more preventative. And that's, that's pure speculation on my part. If there was discomfort and he felt like he needed to have surgery to fix it, that might be a different story, but better to do it now than in the middle of the season when other things can happen as well. So, uh, Meeks is out indefinitely. You know, I'm sure there'll be an update. Um, There may not even be an update until training camp begins, but hopefully Meeks makes a speedy recovery and uh, gets back on the floor uh, very soon. Next, uh, next, we're going to talk about, uh, in our featured segment here, the big question, and it's a big question that, that I, I seem to have repeated a lot on this show, on the website. It, it generates a lot of discussion. I will fully admit that I'm not above clickbait here, 
Uh, but it is something everyone's talking about. I still get questions about it. I still get asked about it. We've explored it from a whole bunch of different angles, and then maybe it's time to, to give it a rest and let it marinate a little bit. But the reality is everyone wants to know what is Nikola Vucevic's future with this team. And there's certainly people that are very attached to Nikola Vucevic from his last four years on on the team. And, and, that, and that is perfectly fair, and I understand it. Nick's a good player. He's a great guy. Um, you know, I, I don't view him as a franchise, you know, centerpiece, but he's certainly a quality player and, and someone you want around a locker room. But there's also certainly the idea that he just doesn't fit. And that's a reality that he's had to face, and that's a reality he's uh, had to you know, had to play through for a long time. The Magic have always wanted to be a defensive team, but Nikola Vucevic isn't a defensive center. I mean, you just, and I think he's tried. It's not, it's not a lack of effort. I, I certainly don't think it's a lack of effort. I think he plays very, very hard on the defensive end. Uh, he's improved on the defensive end, but it's still not enough. And that's why the Magic went out and got Serge Ibaka to add that rim protection next to him. And that's why the Magic went after Bismack Biombo and gave him the big contract and, and gave him the bells and whistles. Because they need more rim protection. They want a rim protector on the floor at all times. And that squeezes out Nikola Vucevic's minutes. All of a sudden, he can only play with B, with Ibaka on the floor. Or he can only play with someone else, with another center center on the floor, essentially. I've been, you know, I'll fully admit, I've been a pretty big advocate of shopping him around. I, I, even before these trades, I said, you know, Nikola Vucevic, the situation with Nikola Vucevic is very simple. He's a good center, a solid starter in this league. You don't just give that away, and you don't just give that up. And you can't trade him until you get his replacement in place, because the center position is too important. Look at Magic history. When the Magic lost Shaquille O'Neal, they replaced him with who? They replaced him with him with him. John Koncak, Ronnie Sykley, Felton Spencer, Isaac Austin, John Amici, Andrew DeClerc, Stephen Hunter, Sean Kemp, Patrick Ewing. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. The Magic spent a dozen years searching for another starter caliber center. I mean, out of that list, who's, who's the only starter caliber center is probably Ronnie Cycling. You know, maybe you throw Kelvin Cato in there at the end, but, but I think by the time Cato got to Orlando, he was, he was not the player he used to be. So that center position is very important. If you have, I mean, through any era, that center position is very important. If you have any starter, cal- starter caliber quality center there, you need to make sure you keep him and don't just give him away. You look at some of those early 2000s teams, if they had a decent center, if they had a decent post presence, you know, maybe they play a little bit better than, than what they want. And essentially, the post-Shack years were, were a dozen years spent searching for a center in some form or fashion. Why else do you sign an overweight Sean Kemp and, and an over-the-hill Patrick Ewing? So... 
Vucevic played a very important role. And I still believe you don't just trade him to trade him. Because I agree with Carson Engel that he does still have a role on this team. The Magic are going to be offensively challenged this year. There is no doubt about it. This team was a middle-of-the-road, mediocre offensive team last, last year. Uh, it, it's it, it, it's clear to, it's clear that the Magic are building an elite defense, and they see that as their ticket in. I've I've discussed that uh, numerous times. So what about the offense? How do the Magic create points? Because as as many people will tell me when I make this argument, you still got to be able to score, and, and the Magic will be able to score, but it's going to be rough some days, and so. The question, as always, is the, the question, as always, is how do you make your best offensive players fit and still protect them on defense? Because that's essentially what the Magic are going to be trying to do with, with Nikola Vucevic. Um, you know, most most people will look at the the Ibaka Biombo pairing and get scared, and I think that's perfectly fair. I think that is a that is a legitimate thing to do because that 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 pairing's not going to score very much, and it's going to condense an already condensed space for Alfred Payton to drive, for you know Aaron Gordon to to drive because there's just not a lot of shooting on the floor. So. You know, if you have Ibaka and Vucevic on the floor, they can't extend out to the three-point line as much, maybe. Ibaka can, Vucevic, you know, not quite yet. But they can at least pull big men away from the paint and give those driving lanes for the Magic's guards. So Vucevic still has value. It, I, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes when I've made these these, you know, assertions that the Magic should trade Vucevic or that they will trade Vucevic. And, and I do think the writing's on the wall. I think um, they'll, they'll start the season with him, but uh, it, it eventually finances are going to take over. And I just don't think a vucevic Biombo combo works, um, both, phonet- both uh, phonetically and syntactically, syntactically, but also tactically. Um, that was a joke. Uh <laughs> But don't get me wrong. I think Vucevic has value. I think he's a good player. Like I've said numerous times, the question with Vucevic is always, does his offense supersede his defensive shortcomings? This is a big year for Nikola Vucevic. The Magic have laid a challenge down to him. They've they've threatened his position at the center spot. And Nikola Vucevic, right, rightly, you know, and like a lot of people criticize Vucevic for voicing this, but I think he's right to say, I'm the starter. I have no reason to believe I'm not. He should say that. If he didn't say that, I'd be worried. Um, for whatever, you know, being a starter is a value, is a value ego thing. It, it really means nothing. It's about who finishes a game more than who starts it. But it means something to people. Um, it, it, it drives clicks. Uh, trust me, I, I know that. Um, so, you know, Vucevic has to prove it. He has to go out and earn it. 
For the first time in his Magic career, he's got to go earn the starting position. He's no longer clearly the best option at center. But again, he does have a place on this team. The Magic need scoring, and Vucevic is probably their most consistent offensive threat. Would you like, is he a perfect offensive player? No. Would you like to see him get in the post more? Would you like to see him rely less on his jumper? No. So, we will see exactly how the Magic intend to use Vucevic. Because to me, it's still a little unclear. It, it, it really is. Um, this is a new-look team, and, and he's, got, he's got to find his fit with it, too. Um, and I think he'll get his opportunity. I really do think he'll get that opportunity. Uh, this is... You know, this is still a roster in flux. I don't think the Magic have any intention to change too much unless a, unless a big opportunity comes across. Uh, I think Vucevic will be on the roster. I think he'll start the beginning of the season, and they'll see if it can work. And, and honestly, the Magic owe it to Vucevic to see if they can make this work because we've said this forever. All Vucevic needs is a rim-protecting four next to him, and this whole thing works. They got one in Serge Ibaka. And of course... You let every you, you you throw out the chips out on the table out on the court, and you see what works in practice. So, you know, the writing. I mean, again, the writing may be on the wall that you got to trade one of these bigs. It could even be a Baca. He's the expiring contract. You might be able to get something really big for him. But uh, you you got to throw all the chips out on the table and see how they work on the court before making any big decisions. And I think that's something the Magic will do. And Vucevic will have every opportunity to to show himself, to show that his offensive ability supersedes his defense ability and that the Magic can still have an elite defense with him. Personally, and I agree with Carson that he still has a place, and I agree, and I, and I, I agree that, that there is an argument to be made. This is not something we know. But personally, I just, I just don't think you can have an elite defense with Nikola Vucevic as your center. And for the Magic to make the playoffs this year with their offensive shortcomings, with a lot of the holes that they still have on the roster, the one thing they need is defense, and to be an elite defense. I'm not just talking about a good defense. I'm saying elite defense. And I'm not sure Vucevic allows for that. Then again, maybe having that rim-protecting four next to him does allow does allow him to play defense in a way that he's never played defense before. So we will just have to see on that. Uh, to close the show today, I do want to run back uh, something that I wrote a few days ago. Uh, and a little bit of Summer League as well. We I haven't had the chance to speak specifically on Steven Zimmerman, uh, the Magic's only draft pick uh, this year. Uh, someone the Magic have already signed to a contract, so he will be in training camp. He will be with the team. They're not going to give him the Tyler Harvey treatment and send him to Erie all year, which I think is the right decision because uh, Steven Zimmerman needs to put on a lot of weight, and it's better to do it under Magic staff supervision than, than, than anyone else. Um, I... I was intrigued by Steven Zimmerman. I think that's the best way to describe it. Watching some of his tape, watching him in person at Summer League, he's got a lot of really intriguing skills. Um, he's got really, I mean, I, I mean, I'll go through some of the positives and negatives with him. Uh, he's got really, really good footwork in the post. I was really impressed by his post moves and his ability to put himself in scoring position positions. He's, he's a really talented young player, and there's something there. I'm not quite sure what it is yet, 
but it, there's definitely something there. How that develops is going to be the key because he's really good at getting himself in scoring position, but he's really bad at finishing in the post. And <laughs> that was the one thing that kept coming to mind as I watched him during summer league is, uh, is he, he gets himself really good scoring opportunities and he just doesn't finish. Uh, you know, maybe some of that is nerves. I thought, especially early in the week, um, things seemed to be going very, very fast for him. They, they started to, to slow down just a little bit, just a little bit, and you could see him getting comfortable, especially as games went on, which I think is a really good sign. I, I think that means he's good at taking coaching, good at taking advice, implementing into his game and improving. I thought he did get better as the week went on at Summer League. Uh, I think defensively, he has really good defensive instincts. Obviously, he's got a lot of really nice physical tools with his length and his athleticism. Uh, he can he's a he's a good shot blocker. I think he's still got to understand uh, defensive rotations, where to be. Uh, but again, just a really I mean, to me, Steven Zimmerman is just really intriguing. I like the idea of what Steven Zimmerman can become. At 19 years old, he does need to put on a lot of weight. He is skinny. Um, and that's why I think the Magic opted to sign him, keep him in the Magic family, you know, put him in that weight room in the Amway Center, and, and just watch him try and put on mus- put on some muscle and fill out his body a little bit. Um, I think that that was a uh, ultimately a good decision uh, from the team to do that. Keep an eye on him, see see what happens. Um, I think that uh, Zimmerman, it's, it's too, it's too hard to tell very much with Zimmerman right now. I, I don't imagine he'll contribute very much to the team this year. I think that he'll, uh, you know, he'll get spot minutes, obviously. Uh, and, you know, and I'm sure there'll be a time period where he'll have to have to play because of an injury or of some sort. But, uh, with this center rotation, there's not going to be a lot of pressure to play. He can just grow his skills and develop because I think that's the big thing with Zimmerman. I, you know, you look at him, there was a time where, where people thought he'd go in the lottery, and, and he clearly has kind of lottery talent. Uh, but at the same time, I think he's also got to I, – I, I just don't think he was ready for the NBA. And I, I would have liked to have seen him take another year at UNLV, dominate at that level on both ends, get a better understanding uh, of, of, kind of, of kind of gameplay and, and, and defensive strategy especially. Uh, work on his post moves a little bit, get better touch, add some, you know, add some more strength within the college program. An NBA weight program is not the same as a college weight program, but uh, it might have filled out his body a little bit more uh, and, and just kind of mature a little bit more. And he's not, not, not that he's like an immature guy, but just his, let his game mature a little bit more. I, I don't think that necessarily happened. Um, I don't think that's necessarily happened yet in his career, and he's still so young that I, it, it, you know, that's not something that happens overnight. Um, so, you know, Zimmerman to me is, is still a very, very interesting prospect. Um, again, I, the way I would describe him is just intriguing. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by him and I want to see how he continues to develop. It wouldn't surprise me if he spent some games in Erie, uh, but I think mostly he'll be living in the magic weight room this summer, uh, and working a lot behind the scenes to, uh, add something to the team. Uh, later on, later on, and and tying it back into what I discussed earlier, if Steven Zimmerman is able to, to develop a little bit quicker than they anticipate, and now they have a viable backup center option, that just pushes Nikola Vucevic out the door quicker. I mean, I, I hate to say it, this is a very very deep front court now. And there's going to be a lot a lot of competition. 
And I think that, I mean, honestly, that's going to be a theme throughout the entire season with this Magic team, especially early on in training camp, is there's a lot of competition for minutes now. Minutes aren't going to be guaranteed to some of these young guys, some of these guys that were previously part of the core, uh, and guys are going to be pushed, and there's going to be a lot of minutes by committee sometimes. If a guy is playing well, he's going to play more. It, you know, it, 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 that's it, things are going to be dictated like that. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, how, how it all plays out. And, and again, I just think Zimmerman's, very, very intriguing. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Magic. I hope everyone enjoys and enjoyed the show. Uh, if you would, head over to iTunes, to, uh, subscribe to us. So you can get us automatically onto your iPhone, iPod, whatever your listening device is that has iTunes. Uh, and give us give us a nice rating. I, I really appreciate um, the, the, the kind words and the good ratings that I've gotten on, on iTunes already. Uh, I know this has been something a lot of people have been asking for. And so... Uh, it's definitely been a, a good project uh, for that, and I, I'm glad everyone's uh, really, really, really digging this and, and liking it. You can find us now on Stitcher as well, as well as Audioboom, so check us out there. If you don't get iTunes, uh, the R, there's an RSS feed on Audioboom at least. Uh, I'm not 100% sure how Stitcher works, but um, you can also find us there if that's your preferred podcast listening device. Be on the lookout uh, tomorrow, most likely, for uh, an extended episode of the Orlando Magic Daily Podcast, uh, catchy title to be named later, um, part of the Locked On Magic Podcast. Uh, I'll be chatting with uh, with our with our writer Ryan Doyle a little bit about uh, again about this off season uh, in a little bit more detail, as well as uh, some of the issues with Nikola Vucevic and something that's again it's just a constant conversation until we until we get answers until practice begins in, in October. So uh, we'll be rolling around the echo chamber just just a little bit here. Uh, as well. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow, on tomorrow's show, I'll be talking about an article that's going to be coming out on OrlandoMagicDaily.com later today, asking who the best shooting guard is for Alfred Payton. The result may surprise you. That's called a tease, folks. So be sure to check that out on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. we got a lot of really good content coming out today. Uh, it, it might be a slow time in the season, but we do not slow down here on Orlando Magic Daily or Locked On Magic. So with that, I'm going to get back to work. I'll talk to you all tomorrow on Locked On Magic. See you then. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.